1: Today's video is going to be a storytelling video that will hopefully help you to relax, get some tingles from my voice, and maybe even fall asleep. So, the book. Reading an extract from for you today. It's called Raison d'Etre and it is written by a subscriber. Her name is Denise Kiefer or Kiefer, however you pronounce it, and she was kind enough to send me preface to the book, and also the first five chapters. Now these chapters are very short, they're only two pages each, so they're kind of like um, little snippet segments. So um, if you could be so kind as to um, go into the description box at some point during this video, and leave her some feedback on the book itself. Um, It would be a great help to her. I'm not sponsored at all by Denise. Um, It was just like a a kind gesture um, because she has been a subscriber for a while and she has some excellent writing so I thought I would share it with you all. There is also a sample publication link to read the preview yourself down below if you would like to. So this is what the front cover looks like. Okay, and I will just read you um, the bits that I've been sent. So again, I hope that you enjoy this video. I'll just be reading it off my phone. And it should just be a little bit of a relaxation video. Nothing um, nothing too fancy, but a lot of you just like to hear voices as you're going off to sleep, and I agree. I like to just have a relaxing voice um, as I try and sleep. There we go. Okay, so first we have the preface. The day I was born, the angels whispered, He is going to love her until the day she dies. Who again? I have avoided it since the words entered the universe. The universe, a rather large space. Two possibilities exist. Either I am alone in the universe, or I'm not. Both are equally terrifying. It's everything. really. The power of the thought can mirror everything I experience. Through memory and knowledge, I myself become a microcosm carrying the world within my entity. A mirror of things, a parallel of the universe I'm surrounded by. We are all men where I exist. Frail in finality and incapable of our own rebirth, only the few are as mighty men of Din, incapable of our lost hope. We fled into and amongst the stars, incapable of knowing the next hope. When you reach out amongst the stars, you are reaching for the farthest thing out there. When you reach deep into yourself, it is the same thing, but in the opposite direction. If you reach in both directions, You will have spanned the universe. For some people, the point of no return begins at the very moment foreign souls in a foreign place become aware of each other's existence, and accept it. Human beings. What is a human being? Each of them become a micro-universe within the universe. Extraordinary. I've never seen such. I'm beginning to believe that there are angels disguised as men who pass themselves off as such, and who inhibit the earth for a while to console and lift up with them towards heaven the poor, exhausted, and saddened souls who were ready to perish here below. I was given this life, it is my duty, and also entitlement as a human being, to find something beautiful within life, no matter how slight. Here is the world. Beautiful. And terrible things will happen. But when I saw you, this world stopped. It stopped. It stopped, and all that existed in me was only for you and my eyes fixed on the ether. There was nothing else. No noise, no other people, no thoughts or worries. No yesterday, no tomorrow. The world just stopped. The beautiful place faded to eternal rest, and there was only you, just you, and I knew it. You are memory of home to me. So, whenever my mind wanders, it always finds its way back to you. To me, you are more than just a person. You were a place where I finally felt at home. You believe in angels, and because you believe, I exist. You believe when no one else does. You ask, do you think I'm pretty? I think you're beautiful. Beautiful. You are so beautiful it hurts sometimes. It hurts, it longs. Even before we met and long after we're both gone, my heart lives and will live inside yours. I'm forever and ever in love with you. Not only do I love you, but I can tell the universe loves you. More than others. You're different. After all, I would be a fool not to notice the way the sunshine plays with your hair. Sometimes there is such beauty in awkwardness. Girl, you are intertwined to my entity. I have claimed you. You are mine. I will always love you. Two possibilities exist. Either I am alone in the universe or I am not. Both are equally terrifying." So there's the Chapter 1 What's this feeling again? That's right, Orphic. Orphic, mystery itself beyond ordinary understanding. Orphic, seeing the world I once inhabited to be extinct of all who once dwelled there. The once flourishing vegetation, the world-roaming beasts, and the beings who authored the existence of the world itself, to be erased. It was to be expected, though. When a world summons a passing, individuals are filtered and the base they came from was tossed back into the darkness as matter to rebuild once more. The Dinlands were ludic, full of the lightly spirit our shepherd sown into our souls. He gifted us with great talents after our reproof of faithfulness in our Sager days. Us Dinlands carried that honour like the mane of our heritage. He gave us the power of vast knowledge, capable of holding eons of gradual intelligences from generation to generation. In some, he distilled powers of the sense that split the conscious veil of eye to see what truly lies beneath. To some, a gift of elemental control, to move the waters and thrash, or the winds and flames or even elements we, in Orphic, are yet to discover. I was instilled a power truly Orphic, and ironic. It was a skill, stereotypically assigned as that of an addict, which I never really understood my place as such. I couldn't help that the gift I'd possessed carried and outputted such strong energy. Energy I was meant to intake, when I would describe the ability the Good Shepherd bestowed, I would receive puzzled looks, and from some, immediate scrutiny. I would be toted to the authorities, held for a seldom few hours, and released under innocence. His job is to inhale all of that junk and let out the good. No law is broken here. This certain scenario typically cycled once every week, but now that the world is being left behind, We have passed to administer to another place of other peoples. Me, a natural-born addict, a swift thief worthy of the passing, a multi-platform entrepreneur, a physically-toned warrior, and about six other men in gathering. We assembled in some tranced place, the feeling we were all together in a joint body, blasting off into elsewhere unknown. The power was exceedingly great. And so, also the energy emitted from all our entities combined. I felt a toxic mix of amnesia, confusion, vertigo, and the feeling of hyarith. The feeling of homesickness from a home to which you cannot return, or a home which maybe never was. Chapter 2 Crunch, Scratch, Blurry Groans What's this place again? right, its vision was blurry and blackened, more intensely than the usual spell. Much heavier, a dense gravitational pull on each limb chained me to the thrush for a time. The feeling was mutual amongst the other members of the party, hearing the disembodied groans of being too stuck in temporal paralysis. As the haze began fading, thought processes cleared, awareness heightened along with the adrenaline of being in an unfamiliar territory, with not much defence to work with. From the looks of it, the buff guy seemed to be the first and most ready to protect himself from foreign offence. The bandit volleyed eyes in every measurement of his location, I guess making analysis of his smooth fade. The rest just waited for something to happen. I rose from the ground after sobering up, around us was seemingly ancient, broken stone columns and tufts of grass growing from the spaces between walking stones. Night had already fallen in we stand on. A member of the party broke. He seemed strong in persona, in which he wasn't afraid to carry his honour and heritage from Din to this place. I remember seeing this kind of face back at home. I believe his kind of face was of medicine, a naturalist. The naturalists of Din were the essence of healthy life amongst our kind. They prolonged our lifespan, improved our filtration of intakes, gave us protection of invaders of bodily harm. Here were the good doctors, it must have felt like the worst of failures when we had the passing, knowing that the majority of our kind was tossed away, not being able to use their gift in any way to save them. The members didn't answer. As a unison gift, Dinlins were able to receive information that our world presented without manually retrieving it ourselves, much like an automatic instalment when travelling to a new place. Here, the information was yet to be relayed to its recipients. It was rather late to arrive by now. This place must have an immense amount of detail, too much for our power to intake. For sure, after the amount burned to even locate here. The feeling of home is so distant. Its warmth is now strangely cold, the naturalist continued. We still have enough power to know what lies within this circle. Even if we have to retrieve the name of this location in our own hands, we have the power within us to survive. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't so, the buff guy resounded. And how much would that be, the bandit retorted. Silence was rebuilt. Enough for me to give all of you, I kindly offered. From the energy of negative despair, the group engulfed me in.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat?
1: the party fixed attention on me, whom indifferently than most looked as if I was sane in offering a gift from an addict. And how much would that be, Azul? The bandit repeated. Langham. Enough. Just the right amount to suffice. Chapter 3 It is better to give than to receive, so it's been told. Since my youth, I thought I could use my gift as benevolence, like many great men before me. The patriarchs of Din, our forefathers, committed themselves to outreach through service and benevolence, preaching through examples of faith, endurance, honour, and maybe other codes that made the upbringing from a boy to manhood, and growth even beyond, to sons of the shepherd, what was lastly called the mighty men of Din. I know that benevolence was priority. I found it the strongest tone of my awareness, but the works I served for the poorest I cannot recall. Not one single act of kindness I remember through the harsh reality of being tossed into imprisonment for leading my power, but not an iota of memory for good and serving results. I was overruled by society as one who consumed toxic energy like water, cut short, judged, that I used the God-given talent instilled in me for my own personal pleasure. I've been keeping that all in the back of my mind, but also remembering that I did surpass the elevation and eventually involvement. The way it happened, and the result of it, remains orphic like usual. I emptied myself out, a practice that I tried to exercise as soon as the opportunity arose. The party filled with vigour and liveliness, and the drug fell off like dead leaves in autumn prime. They shook off the after chill before sealing the lid of their now full containments. A member piped. This place I can gather from is earth. They haven't gone through their passing yet, but neither can I tell when the event will occur. It is the information. It is like the information is strictly cut off to outsiders, maybe even its own inhabitants. So where are we now exactly? The bandit retorted. Distant. I cannot sense any form of outside life on this planet. I cannot sense our own peoples. Vision's eye of it all, we are too far away from home for our own knowledge of measurement. Is there even a god here? One with instruction to live by? The entrepreneur beckoned. There is, I answered. The eminence is here. This place is extremely clouded. What's that supposed to mean? The buff guy questioned. I shook my head in discernment. Hey, it's so dark here. These people can't see him anymore. He is here, clear as day. As for the people, they are vile and vain. It seems their own discord from the light has failed their sight, and have forgotten what's right. They, put, they are but blind beasts, practicing evil in every step. What is our hope, then? These people cannot see the light that is before them. We ourselves would be of vain use if all we worked for here amounted to nothing, the the entrepreneur ruffled. We were placed into elevation to serve, not to be still life. Ignis, this isn't the last hope. Then explain, what do we do from here? Silence and still along with the breeze that splashed our faces. He, who has ears, hear me. We turned to the attention of what seemed to be one of us, but of this world's origin. An angel, the being believed to be a servant of God in personified form. Chapter 3 Je ne sais quoi, French for I don't know what, This was halfway there and halfway not. The man who stood here before us was of our kind, and wasn't. He had luminance to him, like he was of evolvement for a long time. Yet we were able to look into his eyes as if he was a brother. He had been crowned to show superiority in subtleness, but he spoke to what seemed as no harmful intrusion and the whole place felt as if time stopped and peace began. Address yourself, brother, the buff guy announced. The kinsman spoke. I am but a servant here for a brief moment. I speak for the Lord, not for myself. All right, good enough. What brings you here? You have been judged worthy of acceptance of the Lord, have you not? Of course. We would be swimming in the flames if we weren't. Then you ought to know why I am here on behalf of the Lord, the messenger scolded. What does he beckon us to do, I reasoned. The man of light turned his attention to me and spoke. Mighty men of Din, you have been brought to a land of promise. The world you now have planted your feet in is land flowing of sweetness that was written by your patriarch. Out of the many of Dinlands, the ten of you surpass judgment, and are here of worthiness to do the Lord's will. What is that exactly? the bandit retorted. Serve the poorest, you serve the Lord. Déjà vu. French for, this sounds really familiar, like it's happened before. That's right, it did. You have been elevated, don't fret about that. You have been elevated higher than the almighty men who serve from the heavens ourselves. All of you have a parallel, who prepared themselves before you were even created, to be as a reward for your elevation and soon evolvement. There are of the seventy-two who remain to be holy sons of God. From the seventy-two of the fallen, there is ten equivalent adversaries, who also dwell here, but for the sake of humanity's destruction. He continued, There are seven lands distinguished in this world. Seven of you have been chosen to be representatives as shepherds to flock the sheep of God. You will be seated in the land, and God will be your support and aid. Your job is to help the poorest. That is how you will serve both God and his sheep. As shepherds, you have been given many gifts of divinity in order to maintain the light within you. But when the Lord needs you to be a warrior than a shepherd, he will use you as a warrior and not a shepherd. He breathed once more. Some of you, when you join your parallel, may be attuned immediately, and for some, it is an acquirement. But in your higher sense, and more responsible, you retain a human form. You have the liberty of free will, But with liberty, you are responsible to maintain yourself. You either have the choice to destroy the faith or renew it. The Lord says this. As much as you are responsible for leading the sheep, you yourself need to know how to direct yourself into the light. This is not the last time you ten will see each other. Just like any other human contact, you may speak to another if the Lord wills. But know this. Once you leave here, new life begins. The instalment was there now. It arrived. And to our knowledge, that was just the first of many pieces. Peace be with you all. The event ended, and we spun right back into the dark blur. We thought we had escaped. Chapter 5 And I apologise if I say this wrong. Scythorism, to surame, and phosphenes, translated finally as, going from the breeze that splashed my face, to pecks of a small drizzle and somewhere in temporal starry space. In reality, I thought I was in a tranquil place, but I was aware enough to know that I was lying in a cot like bed, cooped up in a small room. The suramay- which I thought in slumber was downpour, drizzled lightly on the glass pane on the nearer wall of the mattress, and I was seeing the stars and the blurry haze once again. But the rain calmed the whole room like drops flowing into the makeshift oasis, rather than tapping a glass barrier. I settled down from the panic and let the drizzle coat my frizzled soul. It dissolved the gunk around my eyes and at last, was fully and thoroughly aware of my surroundings. Daytime rain. Peaceful, yet producing a soft melancholy The dampled giddy morning hours. Grayish hues painted the walls most likely the colour of rain clouds. An oak dresser of four drawers was tucked into the corner beside a stand-up closet, and the curtain door opened partly. The bedroom was of antique age, but fit well within the style of the room, and oak chest. The door shutting off the minuscule chamber was also oak, adorned with a mirror hung for admiring, and the space was, and the space that was left, was maybe one or two arms' length of distance from the vertices of the bed to the door. I rose from the bed after viewing and concluding all of what was in the room, the abode wasn't of all grandeur, but for current circumstances, this was probably the best. I began to walk around the space. I was filled with a strange curiosity to touch and smell the textures around me. I started with the end of the room. The dresser was slick and smelt old. Opening the drawers, the wood was unfinished. I pricked my finger on a small splinter, decided not to smell it. I removed an article of clothing, which seemed to be a shirt. It was a bit old, or I guess distressed. Both touch and colour was faded, but the smell was admirably masculine. I approved. I removed the garment on me, and wore this one instead. There were other garments, like trousers and shirts with longer sleeves, and like the shirt, old, faded and masculine. The closet was gold in colour but it smelt of musty brass. It was tarnished in some places, but considered a beauty of sorts. Coats hung here, which were fresher and newer than the articles of the dresser. They held more of a vigorous smell than the dresser things. I turned to the mirror, which had tarnishes as well, but enough clear spots to see my reflection. I figured when you unite with a parallel, something would have to change of times through scenario to scenario scenarios. If I had a parallel, worst case, I wouldn't be me at all. In fact, it would be more like false advertisement than an exactly you but somewhere else in the universe kind of thing, don't you think? I said that once, to whom I don't remember such. I looked, and in best case scenario, the reflection wasn't any different. The traits of my coal black mane and coldest blue eyes passed onto this form. It was like they pinched me by the collar and dropped me here. I still had a chiseled to perfection chin, which I carried proudly around in. That was supposed to be an inborn trait of mighty men. Much like having an admirable feature, such as blue eyes or wonderful hued hair. The feeling was relieving, but I felt selfish for thinking in such a way. You're burning a hole through the door again. Did you forget who you were? A voice called out. Male. The door cracked to reveal a scrawny male of same age, giddy and chummy, even in the gloomiest of days. I'm glad you're awake, Eric. You haven't changed a bit. There we go. So, that is all five beginning chapters that I've been sent by Denise. Um, Again you can find uh, everything that you need to in the description if you'd like to um, maybe read a little bit more of it or find out a little bit more about the book itself. But yes, I very much enjoyed reading that to you today. Um, It's been quite interesting, actually, and quite relaxing. Uh, It's kind of like a dystopian universe kind of scenario, which is really interesting to me. So yeah. I hope that you have enjoyed this video. I apologise that I haven't uploaded previously this week. I've been very busy um, and it's been lovely weather so people have been um, mowing the lawns and you know being generally noisy. So um, yes, thank you so so much for watching and I hope to see you possibly tomorrow, maybe the day after.